had a good session this past session, and I think that that will provide a, a great baseline of where to begin our work this coming year. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Catull. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs here at the uh, agency. And last week, we had a really nice conversation with Associated Press reporter Emily Waxter-Pettis. Go back and listen if you haven't already. Uh, Will, excited to get into the meat of these legislative episodes. Um, So, yeah, let's just dive into it. We have... Uh, Speaker of the Mississippi House of Representatives, Philip Gunn, in the House with us today. Uh, a little quick info on Speaker Gunn, if you don't already know about him. He began serving in the Mississippi House in 2004, became Speaker in 2012, and he represents District 56, which includes Hines and Madison counties. Uh, Speaker Gunn, very busy time of the year. As always, we appreciate you making time for us. Well, thank you. Never too busy for the MDOT folks. They're very important to the state and what we do, and I'm glad I was able to squeeze in an opportunity to come and be with you fellas. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. We'll just dive right in here real quick, you know, getting into things. The session is getting started, getting kicked off. We'll real quickly just kind of look back. Last year, phenomenal session. Um, You guys truly took care of the department in every form and fashion. We got money. We got employees. We got good things and projects going on. I want to just point to the map here. I know some of our folks, if you're listening, you might not be able to see it, but we've got a great map here showing 2022, all of the 900 plus million, 950 plus million lettings. Um, we got going on construction all around the state. The map looks great, really geographically equitable uh, based on data and getting these projects out. It still looks wonderful. Got a bunch of projects coming up. That House bill, um, our appropriation that's tied to so much of this good stuff going on generates with you guys. We appreciate it very much. Well, you're welcome, and I'm so proud of what we've been able to do over the last, I would say, four or five years, actually. I would go back to 2018. Special session of 2018 was in August, I think, of that year. We did three or four major items during that special session, the lottery being one, the Gulf Coast Restoration Fund being one. But the, the big one, as it pertains to you guys, was the... I forget what we called it, but it was a road bill. I keep calling it the road bill. And we took... Uh, a third of the use tax at that time it was about use tax generated about 330 million dollars a year uh, it may be more than that now <clears throat> but at that time it was about 120 million dollars and we devoted 50 million a year to cities 50 million a year to counties and 20 million to a bridge fund so that's every year and I think at that time the number of bridges around the state that were condemned or, or posted was around approaching 700. I don't think it was quite at 7, 650, something like that, 670, somewhere around there. And I'm told that that number is now down to below 300, maybe around 288 or something like that. So That's you right. can see over the last four years the progress that has been made because of that that bill alone, no doubt, and uh, it's going to continue. And those dollars continue to pour into our cities. They continue to pour into our counties, into the bridge program, 
and uh, we did $80 million out of the lottery to, to roads and bridges. Uh, we did $100 million last year, I think, to one of the, the programs, which results in this map that you're right. talking about. So I'm, I'm proud of the fact that the legislature, and the House particularly, which is where I serve, and these bills that you mentioned uh, generated in the House, I have to give credit to, to, to Trey Lamar and Jason White and Mark Baker back in 2018, who were kind of the authors of that that bill that I'm talking about. But I, I, I say all that to say that I hope that reflects the commitment of the legislature to provide the infrastructure to our state. I've told this story repeatedly as I have spoken around the state this year. Last year I had a guy from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers in my office. He's from Washington, D.C. His job is to be a site selector. He goes around the country and he looks for places to recommend for companies to put put their business. Huh. And I said, what's the number one thing you look for when you're being a site selector? He said, workforce. you got to have a qualified, dedicated, reliable workforce. I said, what's the second thing? He said, infrastructure. So that just shows the importance of infrastructure in the prosperity of our state. You don't even, you, your state, doesn't even get on the radar screen, doesn't even get on the list if you can't answer a good workforce, uh, provide a good workforce, and you can't provide a good infrastructure. So it's, it results in not only in convenience for our citizens, but it, it is a, a factor that plays into the economic prosperity of the state. And when you look at bridges, for example, farmers, loggers, they got to be able to get their crops to, to market. Oh, yeah. You got to have, you got to have bridges, you got to have roads. Uh, we did raise the harvest permit, um, threshold from 5% to 10%, which lets them, gives them a little more tolerance on how much they can get to market. So all these things play into economic prosperity of our state job creation. And so I think the House has embraced that. We've passed these bills that you and I talked about, bills that's resulted in this map, the other things we've been doing, and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll end up resulting in a good infrastructure system, and infrastructure is more than just roads and bridges. Sure. It's, it's electricity, it's a provision of gas and water and all those things that go along with it, but it's, it's one factor. Absolutely. So Speaker Gunn has an orange tie on. We're looking forward to lots of orange barrels uh, going up around the state, oh, yeah, lots of construction, yeah. well, right? That's, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. It's pretty good. <laughs> so uh, looking forward. That's why I wore this. I was thinking about sure. orange. I was thinking about orange barrels this morning when I was getting dressed. Knew it, knew it. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to look back at last session. So uh, from the House uh, perspective, from your perspective, anything with MDOT going on this legislative session, what are you looking at? Well, I think it's something we always, uh, we're in very close communications with Brad White. He does a great job, I think, for being a, an advocate and representative for MDOT, for the infrastructure, a close relationship with all three of your commissioners. Um, and we are in constant communications with them about needs around the state. As you always know, it boils down to how much money do you have. Sure. And we have other needs we have to meet. We have a big sure. budget. And uh, health care is a big issue moving forward. Um, education is a big issue. We have been looking at tax cuts trying to find ways to put more money back into the pockets of our citizens, which helps every one of That's us right. and every one of your employees. I've been a big advocate for trying to find ways to allow our people to keep more of their hard-earned money. When you do that, they have a better ability to provide for themselves, raise their families, improve their quality of life, give more to their church. They spend more in the communities, which those economic dollars turn over as they purchase more 
goods and services. So those are some of the other things that we have to balance out. <clears throat> but um, looking at roads and bridges is always uh, a topic of conversation. So we'll have to just see how the, all these things play together. At the end, as you know, we do the budget usually at the end of the session, around the end of March, middle, right. middle to the end of the March is when it all comes together. And we decide what what monies are going where, and we'll just have to see. There you go. Understandably. And um, Emergency Road and Bridge Program, another one of those uh, gems that came out of 2018, the special session you mentioned. Any conversations going on about that right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've already sure. had conversations about that. Now, no, no decisions have been made, sure. but we're aware that it's there, and we're going to continue to look at what we can do there. I know it's one that, again, you guys love and it, the folks out there love. It's been very advantageous. Um, another one you just touched on a little bit, the, the tax situation. I know it's been a, um, a staple of, of your uh, time as the speaker. Any, any new or update on uh, that conversation about changing the tax structure, Sam? Well, one of the things that we advocated for last year was a complete elimination of the personal income tax. Um, there are numerous advantages to that sure. that we don't have time to talk about, but uh, one of the things I think that makes a point is that you look at the census, you know, we do a census every 10 years, we did one in 2020, you look at the two states that had the highest growth in population, Texas and Florida. You look at the two fastest growing cities in America, Nashville, Tennessee, and Austin, Texas. Uh, you look at the two states that, had, that lost the most population, I think were California and Illinois. So I'm not saying this is the only reason people move. But it's interesting that the, the states that had the highest growth were the states that don't have an income tax. And the states that had the most loss in population were some of the states that had the highest tax rates. It is a factor Definitely when you consider, it. when sure. people are considering where they're going to live, where they're going to move. I would love to our young people to enjoy a career that involves uh, no income tax to the state. It's a selling point we can give to the young people of our state, people your age, who when they're looking for a place to live, if they know they can keep all of the money that they earn, at least from a state standpoint, it's a <clears throat> it is attractive. Absolutely. And it's one factor that they would consider when they're looking to raise their families. Um, we've done analysis on that. It shows that our, our domestic gross domestic product would increase by $380 million a year if we got rid of, th that's our wealth. The wealth of the state would increase $380 million a year if we got rid of the personal income wow. tax. I just, I could go on and on with the advantages of that. Now, a lot of people say, well, if you get rid of the income tax, how are we going to cover the costs, roads and bridges, for example, sure. that result from um, the, the, the reduction of revenue that comes from eliminating the sales tax? We had the income tax, I mean, we had uh, plans on how to make that happen, and I won't get into the gory details of that, but I just I think it behooves us to look at reducing the tax burden on our citizens. If we don't get to full elimination, we get as close to that as we can. So those are going to be conversations to be had this year. The reason I say that is we have a billion dollars of recurring revenue. Last year, our budget, I think, was about $6.3 billion. <clears throat> we had level-funded the budget. We'd given a teacher pay raise. We had filled the rainy day fund. We could fix the retirement system. We did a few other things, and all that added up to $6.3 billion. So we had, we had spent money on everything that we could, spend, that we could think needed to be spent, and it was $6.3 billion. You know how much we collected? $7 billion. Okay. We collected 
almost $800 million more from our citizens than we could even spend. Now, my contention was, let's give some of it back. Yeah. We can spend some of it, yeah. But let's give, we're collecting $800 million more million from our citizens than we even can figure out how to spend. Now, you can always change. spend it on stuff, but that's not responsible governing. That's not conservative governing. Uh, we, we're collecting more than we're spending. We can afford to give some of it back to the citizens. And we've learned that a billion dollars of that is recurring. So my contention is let's, uh, let's look for ways to, to give some tax relief to our citizens. That would help them. It helps the state. And hopefully it will attract more citizens. And, you know, we were one of the three states that lost population. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't want to be in that category. That's so. right. That's 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 kind of a, a brief synopsis on the tax deal. Pretty good. Very informative, for yeah, sure. I appreciate it. So I didn't mention at the top of the show, but you recently announced your retirement as speaker. Right. I know there's uh, some more work to be done, but I want to kind of look back at some of uh, the highlights of your career as speaker and kind of um, what you think are some of your most important accomplishments there. Well, I think the, 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 the number one thing, uh, as, as one who is conservative, one who is a, a very big on the pro-life, cause protecting the lives of the unborn the overturning of roe versus wade has to be at the top of the list sure. that bill that resulted in the overturning of roe versus wade started in the house chamber actually started in the republican caucus of the house chamber and so back in 2018 we brought that bill out we passed it uh, it, it did not little did we know that that would be the bill in 2022 that the United States Supreme right. Court would use to overturn Roe versus Wade. That's the, probably the biggest historic accomplishment in our lifetimes and probably certainly our political lives. I've told my caucus that you will never do anything greater, bigger in your political lives than leading the effort to overturn Roe versus Wade. So I would have to point to that. The tax cut last year, you know, was the largest tax cut in the history of the state That's of Mississippi. Right. I think that works to the benefit of our citizens. Uh, we did the largest teacher pay raise last year in the history of our state. All of those three generated from the House of Representatives. Um, we've protected Second Amendment rights. I jokingly talked to the lobbyist for the NRA not long ago, and she said, "There's," she said, "Y'all are the most gun protected right." state in America. She Love said, y'all have done more to protect gun rights than anywhere else. So, you know, uh, a big Second Amendment believer myself, and I'm uh, glad we were able to do that. Um, so those are just some of the things that come to mind off the top of my head that uh, I think were big accomplishments that will, uh, anytime you serve in public service, you go in with the mindset that I want to make Mississippi better. And when it comes to the time for me to end, I want to look back and say, you know, Mississippi is in a better place today than it was, you know, when, when I started. I think every elected official, wherever they serve, has that as their goal, whether you serve in the city council, whether you serve in state government, uh, whether you serve on the school board, you want to say, I made a difference. Uh, things are better now than when I found them. And uh, I hope that's the case. I guess history will decide that for me rather than, you know, than myself. But... I do believe some of these things that I mentioned have made Mississippi a better place, and uh, hopefully it'll put us on the right trajectory to a better quality of life for our citizens. There you go. We certainly appreciate your service here. That's right. Yeah, I appreciate your leadership. Everything you just mentioned, uh, very, very proud of those accomplishments, although I played no part in them. Uh, very happy to be a citizen of Mississippi. Love the state, man. I think we get a lot of bad rap, but, you know, I think it's just, uh, unfortunately, the social media age and 
come see us. Come visit. I met a guy who moved in from North Carolina yesterday. He said everything he heard was wrong. That's right. Love That's it. right. And I tell people all the time, if you come here and give it a fair chance, you will you will like it. And I can tell you story after story. I was in Bay St. Louis not long ago, and there were uh, people from Minnesota, New Jersey, and New York who had uprooted from those places and moved to Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. That's where they had chosen to, had them all in to one spend spot, their too? retirement. All in that one spot. Oh, that's pretty good. I got a guy in my Sunday school class that just moved here from California. He came to visit his son. He liked it, uprooted from California, moved to Mississippi. Um, I got a friend in Oxford who uh, was very hesitant about moving to Mississippi. That's just 30 years ago. They moved to Mississippi. His wife did not want to come. Uh, sadly, they ended up divorcing, and he left the state. And to this day, she still lives in Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, really? She, she, her impressions were completely wrong. And she came, and she gave it a fair chance. And if you're looking for a place where uh, you can instill good values in, in your children and raise your family in a, with a good quality of life, and in, uh, those things are important to you, this is a great place to be. I, I can't that. imagine trying to raise a child in Nashville, Tennessee, or Dallas, Texas, or any of those other places. Too many skyscrapers for me. Too much traffic. Yeah. Sounds yeah. stressful. It yeah, is. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you t here are this conversation, it kind of moves us right into the next topic here. We're going to talk about a little bit the future for you, if you got any plans. I mean, it's, it sounds like you could be the uh, number one advocate of, you know, move Mississippi almost, <laughs> get you out there just recruiting folks. Well, I uh, uh, have, as you said, I've, I've decided not to seek re-election to the House, but it does not mean that I am, uh, I've dismissed the possibility of future public service. Sure. I will be looking for uh, other ways that I can serve the state, and uh, we'll just see what the Lord has in store for me. I'm actually just stepping out on faith, trusting that he will guide me and put me where he wants me to serve, which could be in in future elected office. I haven't dismissed sure. that possibility at all. Well, we, we certainly hope you don't. Well, uh, thank you. You're going to spend some time at least, you know, you got to get an extra couple hunting trips in or fish or something, right? Anything in the... Yeah, well, you know, if those opportunities arise, I'm always available and ready for a hunting <laughs> trip or... I'm sure they will. Envir any environmental study that I That's can do That's it. On. See, he knows. Love it, love it. Hey, Will, let's just go ahead and, and hit the hit the question. I the know one. asked last year, but That's right. we can update it. We're going to change it a little bit for you. You know, our, We like to talk about food. We like to eat uh, yeah, as a state, sure, as a people, as a podcast. Uh, we, we like to eat. Yes. Uh, we we kind of went on favorites last year, asking most of our guests a favorite restaurant, which you're certainly more than uh, welcome to share if you have a favorite. But this year, we're going to ask a new place. Have you had anywhere new recently, something new that kind of jumped out at you? Or maybe aware of something new that just opened that you're looking forward to try? Uh, you know, I will say this. I say this everywhere I go. We are very fortunate in Mississippi to have, on a per capita basis, some of the best eating places for a town uh, or a state our size. Okay. I, you know, I say town. I'm talking about the Jackson area. But um, <clears throat> when visitors come to see me, I always enjoy taking them to some of the local restaurants that we have and they are always impressed. I mean, on a, on a per capita basis for a city our size or metro area our size or a state our size, we have some of the – I tell people all the time, there's a reason Mississippi's the most obese state in the country, <laughs> and I can show you why. And uh, I had a guy from uh, New York here this week, actually, and uh, he wanted to experience a true southern 
cultural experience. Okay. So I took him to Mama Hamill's there we go. up oh, yeah. in Madison, and uh, he was blown away, you know. Uh, I call it the Disney World of restaurants <laughs> because, you know, at Disney World, you pay at the gate and you ride all you want. Have y'all been to Disney World before? It's, it's been a long oh, yeah. time. It's well, been a while, but. But you pay at the front, you know, and then you get to ride all you want. And okay. that's, their, that's their arrangement up there. You, you pay at the door, it's 13 bucks, and you ride all you want. And you can eat. Which is dangerous. And, you know, when you go through the line, by the time you get the vegetables and the salads, your plate is full. And then you get to the meats. And there's nowhere else to put the meat but just on top. And you just <laughs> pile it up on top. And then you get the barbecue sauce and you just you just smear that whole on top. Thing. And then you just eat your way from the top to the bottom. And then, of course, there's a delicious section of desserts. And then you got to hit sure. the dessert. Got to. And I don't go to the little little pitiful little cup they give you that's you know about the size of a about the size of that cup mm-hmm. I, I i go back to the original big plate <laughs> the front of the line and get the big plate and pile about four desserts on there it's the ice smart. cream the, the peach cobbler with the ice cream and the bread pudding and the head banana pudding last week and i got all four and that's uh, awesome <clears throat> Yeah, it's about the only place you can get the soft serve, the pool yeah. machine oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's always a, a highlight. Well, so not new to you, but new definitely to your buddy. You took him, had an experience at, at uh, Mama Hamill's for Mister New York. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was he was blown away. He I'm said, sure this is what it's all about. Uh, new places in town. You know, I don't I don't know of any that come to mind really. Um, I. Um, kind of get in a rut I, but I'll eat anything you know I, I do the same I, thing the only thing I don't eat is pickles I got okay. sick on a pickle when I was a kid and it just just kind of turned so anything with pickles in it I kind of avoid and then some people put pickles in tuna salad or chicken salad or coleslaw and so that I don't like that but That's, other yeah. than a pickle I'll eat anything I could live without pickles I'm okay Fair enough, fair enough. That's noted. Good. I remember Mama Hamill's back in Matt when it was just the shack, and now, you know, that's how right. far it's come. So that's a, that's a great choice right there. Uh, Speaker Gunn, just one more thing. Uh, how can constituents uh, get in contact with you and your office? My number at the, at the Capitol is 601-359-3300. Perfect. That's, that is the direct line to my office. So any concerns that they have, they can call, and uh, someone will answer the phone. And they, or if they're too busy, they'll get a voice message, but they can leave a voice message, which is checked every day. Right. So any concerns they have, I'm always willing to try to help them if I can. And I'm sure if you guys out there want to hear more about the, the tax plan or the other things that the speaker mentioned that they've worked on in the past few years and that they're working on this session, obviously you just give it a Google. Uh, Philip Gunn, Speaker of the House, it will take you right to the web page. Uh, be that on the Capitol website, or I'm sure the, the personal uh, campaign and Facebook, uh, or those other pages. Check them out, see what all they got going on. Um, you know, you guys hear a lot of uh, a lot of complaints and wants and wishes, but hey, he's done a great job. So feel free to give him a, a shout out of praise and thanks on those medias. Uh, thank you again, Mr. Speaker. We appreciate you being here. I appreciate here. the Absolutely. opportunity to be with y'all. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to come and visit. I've enjoyed it. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you. Great conversation. Uh, So we'll just go ahead and wrap things there. So thanks to our listeners out there for listening to the Extra Mile podcast. You can listen, you can watch by visiting goem.com forward slash the extra mile. Follow us on social media at Mississippi DOT on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. We want to thank our producer, Katie Hornsby, our editor, Drew Hall. They do a ton of work behind the scenes. Just close with that. Remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways.